what I've learned in coaching, and this comes down to um, like a lot of the work we do on leadership superpowers, is that they don't need you to be like them to lead them. They need your what's outside of them. Welcome to the Balance Boldly podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. We are always here for you and those few brave men that really want to partake in doing things a little bit different than you were doing them before. I'm Nikita Thigpen, your host and balance and relationship advisor, partnering with you to change the narrative so we can amplify intimacy within and across your relationships and you can have the freedom, flexibility, and confidence to thrive in work life and in love. Ooh, well, here we go. We're only a couple weeks into season 20. It is all about those big, bold decisions that are leading to those bigger rewards across your entire life. So we are not just talking about financial decisions and business decisions. We're talking about your personal decisions, those things that make you decide to change the narrative, those old scripts that are no longer serving you so you can create the joy that you've been waiting for. You don't find it. You do not find your joy. So if there was any hesitation about that, oh, I need someone to just show me. You create your new reality, whatever that is. And I know right now we're all a little bit inundated with all of the transition and the shift, the energetic shift that we're feeling because of this global pandemic that we are all experiencing. Some of us are back to some semblance of whatever normal looks like. Some of us are still trying to figure out how to move forward because of the grieving process that we were just trudging through and now we're at a different stage of it which is cyclical by the way it's not linear and that is why i want us to really look at how we can do things different how we can come out on the other side of this whatever that looks like 18 24 36 months from now just a better version of ourselves it is going to be a challenge it is not always going to be easy But the steps are really simple. And that's why it's important for us to align ourselves with other brilliant aligned minds in different parts of the world that are trying to show us all another way. There is no expert that cannot learn from another expert, no coach that should not be coached and no trainer who should not be trained. That is why I am very, very, very excited to have someone special for you because that's what we do, right? Like we're always bringing special people to the Balance Boldly podcast. Um, (laughs) You guys know I'm a little bit corny, but it's okay. I want to welcome Tasha Smith. First of all, I love her name. One of my dearest, nearest friends is named Tasha and I've been best friends with her since first grade. So I absolutely love that. She didn't know that, by the way. But this Tasha, Tasha Smith, is founder of Emerge Sales Training. She is a world-class business coach, speaker, and author with over 19 years of experience in sales and leadership. She's dedicating herself to motivate and inspire individuals to take action. Tasha is authentic, hilarious, and honest in everything that she does, making her a powerhouse of a speaker with deep connections to her audience, including you, our Balance Boldly listeners. Tasha Smith, welcome to Balance Boldly. How are you today? I am awesome. Thank you so much for that amazing intro. Ah, you're welcome. <laughs> I like to do it well. I, I say that I could be anybody's hype man as long as I really connect with you. <laughs> I know if I, if we were friends in college, I would have gotten married a lot sooner. I think if you would have been (laughs) my wing woman, (laughs) that is so true. My friends do call me a love prophet, by the way, but (laughs) (laughs) I 
would love for you to tell everyone just a little bit about what some of the great work that you're doing in the world and, you know, who your favorite people to work with are. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we, I, I love entrepreneurs who are trying to make it in the world and are trying to be the best version of themselves. Specifically, we help people who have non-sales backgrounds be great at sales and sales leadership. Most of the work we do, about 99% of our work is in the network marketing space. So we work with tons of moms who are trying to take that side hustle and turn it into a profitable business and wanna do the work and help other people. Uh, that's specifically who we work with. Uh, we have, I do, I have my one-on-one -on -one coaching practice. My business partner has her one-on-one -on -one coaching. And then we have a membership for, for people to learn all of those skills. So we actually have this really cool hybrid of skills and mindset and strategy that we work together uh, to deliver to our people. Yeah, and yeah. it has been awesome. And I, I've been told that my leadership superpowers will help people be courageous. Mm. So, no, I like this because uh, courage is definitely something that we're all capable of, but a lot of us can't necessarily tap into it because of what, what my mentor calls the head trash, right? Like all the, the stuff that gets in the way, the limiting beliefs that make us mm -hmm. feel like we can't reach that. And because you work in network marketing space, more so from coaching people who are trying to really grow their businesses as well as grow themselves personally, which is part of the reasons that they decided to you know, walk that path in the first way. I know you're working with a lot of um, women, I'm assuming, and maybe a few brave mm -hmm. men. Um, a few brave men, yeah. A few brave men that are just trying to maneuver through a transition uh, in their life, which is one of the reasons that they're stepping into this new space and they're looking for some coverage to get there. So I'm really curious about your journey and how you got to tap into your own courageousness and discover how powerful you were. All right. Well, I think that courage also comes not just from that mental space. I think that's really where a lot of people focus, but I really believe that skill and mastery is a part of courage. And I started out when I was 20 years old, probably, I don't know what day this podcast is going to go live. Ju uh, July my, 15th. My <laughs> oh, so my birthday is July 17th. I'll be 40. Oh, wow. Happy birthday. And thank you. Um, I started selling knives when I was 20 years old. I was studying for the LSAT. I was going to be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And I, I took uh, a new rep who's very, very shy, uh, typical computer science major, uh, and he had not made any sales. And out of 13 appointments, I took him field training and he made $3,200 worth of sales in the next five days. And he was a changed person. I mean, he stood differently. He just, he volunteered to speak. And you could see something in his destiny shifted when he learned how to sell. Mm -hmm. Because when you learn how to sell, your destiny is now in your hands. I don't ever have to worry about business is hard, right? Even in the coaching industry. Yeah. Even when you are an right sales expert, so to speak. But at the end of the day, I, I, have a, I have a kit of knives in my garage that I can dust off and our family will always be okay because I know how to serve customers and I know how to make sales. And that clicked for me when I was 20 and much to the chagrin of my parents, mm -hmm. uh, this is audio, you can't tell that I'm Indian. Mm -hmm. um, 
I tossed my LSAT book and devoted my life to sales training. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't like you can't see my face either. And I'm like, oh, I can imagine your parents being like, what? <laughs> I mean, literally, like I said, I want to teach people how to sell the rest of my life because I knew that I had a calling on my life to be an encourager. And I started in college as a human development major. Maybe I'd be a psychologist. And mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know. Then it was political science. And at the time I was, I didn't know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so what does any smart person do? They, well, I guess I'll just be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Right. Yeah. That was the most interesting out of doctor, lawyer, and engineer because of the persuasion um, components. And that's that's how that whole thing started. Um, so I, I I worked there for for five years. Um, then I ended up going into corporate. So I worked as a new hire, trainer, recruiter, a sales manager, and then things got really interesting. My business partner is one of my closest friends. Uh, she's central to the story, but she was in Kansas City, uh, working in her location. We worked in the same department. And there was a corporate restructure, her location closed and they took away my department hmm. and I threw a fit. Um, and I thought, okay, I don't, can't see myself for the next 30 years doing the same job. And I believe in my heart that if you took the smartest people and put them in a room together, they could change the world. Absolutely. So I started tinkering with a podcast and I said, well, what would we do? We could do anything. Well, I don't know how to do anything except teach people how to sell stuff. So we put up a podcast. Uh, I ended up running into a friend uh, at the dojo where our kids do karate. She invited me to a network marketing event. I thought I was going to work with like CPAs or IT people that were trying to transition into service-based businesses. Um, she invited me to a thing. And then I fixed her presentation. And she went from making $50 a month to $450 the next month. And the topic of this right? The season is bold decisions, bigger rewards. So we mm -hmm. had been saving for about a year, understanding that as a sales manager, you can't just cross move into being a sales manager somewhere else. They always want industry specific. So if I were to take my six figure sales manager job, I was probably gonna have to go backwards to making about 50 grand a year mm -hmm. in order to rise back up as a sales manager, because you have to stay in the industry you're in. Right. And um, so we had been saving for me to be able to quit. Well, my friend hired me. I had no idea what to charge. I charged her $200 uh -huh, to be yeah. there twice, twice a month. And then her sponsor wanted to hire me. And that was pretty much all I could do with my job where I had to commute an hour each day. My kids were three and five at the time. Uh -huh. And I got one person can contact me for, will you do a free, a, a tester session with me? And I had no time to do it. And so I went to my husband and I said, I have no time to do this one call. I'm at an impasse. And my income was $400 a month. Yeah. You were at a tipping point. Mm -hmm. And there was no way out. And um, I, I remember praying, okay, what? All right, God, like I wanted to make X amount of dollars with this thing before I moved, mm -hmm. but I can't move because I thought I was going to go a different route. And God just was like, I never said you'd be safe. I said you would encourage people. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, I walked in Ooh. the next day or maybe two days later and I quit my job. And then they said, well, if you wait two months, we could probably lay you off. 
and give you separance. And I said, that wasn't my order. Mm. That was um, so bold. It was crazy. It was really, really crazy. Um, we went on that year, we sold $80,000 in coaching that first year, mm -hmm. uh, with mm -hmm. about a 40 to $50,000 profit. So we didn't even need to bust in the savings. And the next year we did 1.4 million. That's what I'm talking about. Talk about big decision. Oh my goodness. That was amazing and incredible and completely bold, bold of you at the core, because I could imagine going home to my husband <laughs> and being like, babe, they gave me an option to just wait two more months <laughs> before I quit. And if I get laid off, you know, obviously you could, well, you know, not obviously, but potentially uh, apply for unemployment or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. Um, so you would have still had at least some quote unquote stable income coming in. So the logical part of the prefrontal cortex of our brain mm -hmm. <laughs> would have said, you know, just wait two months. Plus you get to, you know, save some more money over the next two months. And then you have a little bit more anchor. And however, had you hesitated and not did it the way that you did it, you could be having a very different conversation right now. You will, yes. And then the other next piece of the story is the bold decision I didn't make mm -hmm. that cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes, tell me right. more. <laughs> so so I, I told you about my, my friend, and she's going to laugh if she ever listens to this. But Yes, make sure she listens to it, Tasha. <laughs> so, so my friend, uh, so this is my business partner, Karen, mm -hmm. and uh, she texts me at some point. She'd already risen to the top of her company, and she texts me, I'm bored. I said, oh, great. I need to write a leadership course. And you're the best leader I know. And so I, I brought her on as a contractor for a bit. And, uh, you know, she contracted, coached and wrote this course together. And it was great. And then I needed to hire coaches because we grew way too quickly. And this is where the imposter syndrome conversation needs to come in at some point. Yeah. I hired a lot of people. Um, ultimately, I hired them to because I was sure that I was going to be found out to be a fraud. Mm. Um, I realize that now at the time it was obviously the smartest decision, but, right? Right. Um, it certainly, it was, I'm not that special. People think I'm basically Jesus for their business mm -hmm. and I'm not, I just made this stuff up and I don't know if it's going to work. I didn't realize it was expert intuition. And so I went back and I hired a bunch of my old colleagues, but who I didn't hire was Karen. That's interesting. Why not? because she kicked my tail for six years mm. and I didn't know, I didn't craft, I wasn't able to figure out a job that I could craft that was at her expertise because what I need, thought I needed was coaches. Right. And I hesitated and I waited and I waited. And then finally she, we were, she called me one day randomly and I, I was, I had a client cancel. So I had time and I talked to her. And she's like, yeah, I might go for this director job. And I knew that, like, I always had her in my back pocket. Like, we'll just get her when she's, when we're ready. Right. Like, she was already contracted. Like, she was already on our website. It teaches our leadership course. Like, she wasn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Except now she might go somewhere. Because if she took a director job, I was looking at three to five years. And I freaked out. And I called my business coach that day. And I said, this is what's happening. And she's like, pull the trigger right now, give her whatever she wants. And I just called her back. I said, whatever you want, how it's much yours. Mm -hmm. it's yours. And I look back. So the, the imposter syndrome, all the, a lot of decisions I made in imposter syndrome, all that, that we gained lost in 2018. 
mostly because of not choosing joy as a business strategy and because I hid, right? Like I, I pulled back my light. I didn't know what I had to offer. Right. I didn't know people would tell me I was a magical unicorn and I would talk about magical unicorns in the industry. Mm-hmm. But I didn't understand that I was also that because to me, it was like, it's not that hard. You just, we all learned from the same people. Just right. tell them what to say. <laughs> like, you know how to do this. Yeah, but you know what that is. That's a, that's a lot of that head trash that stands in the way of us being able to really embody it. It's one thing to say it and, and mimic it like a little kid, you know, like you have kids. So, you know, they mm-hmm. learn by mimicking. But at some point, they have to go from just kind of repeating what they what they saw or heard or uh, what they think they saw or heard to actually feeling that they can be what they heard. You know what I mean? Yeah, plus, that's plus right. Or minus. That's right. Mm-hmm. So so what I did is I went kind of underground, right? I read a book and I misinterpreted its message. Um, that's powerful. Yeah. So the book was called Multipliers. Have you read that? I have. Yeah. Yeah. So it said, I always wanted, the reason my website isn't TashaSmith.com and it's the merch sales training is I want my company to live beyond me. And it talks about how, if you have a charismatic celebrity CEO, your chances are low. Yep. Yep. And I said, oh no, I better stop being a charismatic celebrity CEO and get out of the spotlight. And so I went from a full-time coaching practice to having one client. We actually color code my um, schedule for joy now. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. coaching calls are yellow for joy, right? Uh, Team coaching calls are purple for royalty and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And when I look back to that time, I went back, it's a practice I did now, but I went back to that time where we really stopped growing. there was no yellow in my schedule and I pulled back and I took the CEO role I'm not understanding my abilities, right? Hiding behind who I thought people that were on paper more highly qualified than I was. And it didn't help our business and it didn't help my joy and it created just so many problems. Um, and so like that big regret, like of not, bringing Karen in first, she would have made sure none of that happened because she knew who I was. Like she would have been in charge of all of those decisions because that's what she's in charge of now. And it was just like it. So there's the, the bold decisions and the big rewards. And then there's the ignoring of the bold decisions and the bigger risks that come with that. There's a little quote that I have taped to my desk here. It says, I'm sure you know this quote. And the trouble is, if you don't risk anything, you risk even more. Exactly. Yep. Um, The cost of inaction, right? You know, like we all talk about ROI, right? But there is a cost to inaction. There is a COI, if you will. Um, And a lot of us don't talk about it. So I definitely applaud you, Tasha, for being able to come to this platform and share with all of the Balanced Bully listeners that yes, there are some really strategic things that you can do to up, up level yourself 10X, right? Like to, to go above and beyond. And on the same, same hand, there are things that we don't do because we're afraid or we're hesitant or we're just not willing to listen to that direction that we have in our spirit, inside our gut. That's telling us to jump, but we're like, Mm-mm, well, mm, nope, nope. And it's it's actually interesting because it's the reverse of what you did to create the 10X 
uh, a kind of explosion in your business when you decided to leave without the two months, uh, mm-hmm. you know, without waiting that additional, that, that would have been kind of a quote unquote logistical safety, mm-hmm. that logical safety that most people would have done. Um, and then you have this, you know, mammoth of a leadership you know, beast in your right hand, who is someone you trust and love and know, which is a, I mean, look at the the benefits of that. Like that was ordained for you guys to be connected because you were able to surpass some of the very issues that most entrepreneurs and, you know, emerging leaders that make higher decisions. One of their biggest fears is bringing in the wrong person. You know, can I trust them? Yep. They might look great on paper, but can I actually delegate my baby to them? You know, the, the, the business or the project baby that we have. And you knew that you could trust her with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like that wasn't really your fear, like that, that normal quote unquote issue that most people have, that wasn't your, your hesitation. Um, and the bigger hesitation was really inside yourself, not being sure that you could handle what was going to be requested of you because she, one of your bigger supporters would have also been, you know, aware that you were not who you thought you should be at that time. Um, who everyone else thought you you were. And God knows, oh my God, if you've been listening to the show, you know my story three times over. It was the same exact thing for me. Um, and it held us back for years and made us lose $100,000 in the first six months of business. <laughs> right. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you there a thousand percent. Can I, add, can I add something to that? Yeah, absolutely. For 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 me, the hesitation was there is because I didn't at the time believe in myself enough as a leader to lead a giant like that. And what I've learned in coaching, and this comes down to um, like a lot of the work we do on leadership superpowers, is that they don't need you to be like them to lead them. They need your what's outside of them. So now I have the honor of, as I'm still building my coaching business and recovering from um, the mistakes, the imposter syndrome Heck yeah. had, had done, I have the honor of coaching people that make 10 times what I make, yeah. 20 times what I make. And what's so interesting is how they're like, this is what I needed because they, people get as far as they can on their own superpower. And it's only when you team up with other superheroes that's with right. different powers that you can go to the next level. And that's not something I ever understood. And going through and watching all the compare and despair that was happening in my clients, I was forced to create a model called the leadership superpower, like a formula on how you could like really say, okay, this is who I am and move out of compare and despair. But, you know, I coached on that Nikita for six months before I did my own superpower Mm. exercise. Yeah. Like, why do we do that? We can be so good to other people. Right. And in 15 minutes go like, okay, here's your grid and here's the thing. Right. And this is who you are, but wait six months before we even do our own, that's insane. And I don't know what it is in that, but if we oh. could just take our own wisdom for a moment. Yeah, absolutely. It would be unreal. And I, and I think that our, our worth issues, um, what the, the first day Karen started working, we had this interaction, she asked me a bunch of questions and I freaked out and I panicked. And she says, what's wrong? Cause she knew. And I said, I lied like every good leader, nothing. <laughs> 
And, and the whole, I'm like, I can't do this. I don't know. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. How am I going to lead this person? And, and she said, oh my gosh, you don't think I can do it. Mm. And I realized in that moment, it was a pivotal moment that our worth issues with ourselves get interpreted that we don't see worth in other people. It's infectious. How, how we show up when we feel unworthy, the way we show up, we, with, we withdraw which sends a message of unworthiness and it's just so jacked up. Yeah. Or, or the other extreme, right? Like some people withdraw and then that makes everyone, you know, if you have one person that walks into a room really nervous, that makes everyone feel nervous. Like, okay, what's about to happen here? Like, why are you so nervous? Right. Um, to, you know, to use the extreme example of nervousness. Um, and on the other side, if you have someone who's really over the top, I'm not talking confident, I'm talking arrogant like mm -hmm. over the top, that can also make people feel like they're not worthy of being in the room and experiencing um, whatever it is that they were so supposed to experience. And sometimes that's, you know, why I personally believe that whole, the, the moniker behind guruism, if that's a word, mm -hmm. we're just going to roll with it and make it up. I, but, I like it. I think right? right. <laughs> like we'll do it. <laughs> but you know, that guruism doesn't work anymore because people were walking in being arrogant. And the very people that they were supposed to serve are now feeling like, well, you know, I'm like so far removed from the possibility of being where you are. Although I was attracted and I admired and was inspired by some of what I might have heard in your earlier journey before you got freaking arrogant. But mm -hmm. now I'm feeling like, oh, well, maybe you're not the advisor, the leader, the coach, the mentor for me um, because you're talking down to me. And the reason they're talking down is because they don't believe either. Right. Like they don't believe right. in themselves. So they're overcompensating and it's doing the same exact thing that would happen on the other end if that leader, advisor, mentor, coach, you know, trainer walked in really lacking confidence or, you know, or seeming that way from that withdrawal state. And I think people have to be careful, like pun intended, there is a balance. You have mm -hmm. to, you know, come to the middle and know that you are extremely powerful and that's where the confidence can come from. And there is something bigger than you pulling you forth for the greater work. And that is that, that space that kind of keeps you, if you look at it from, um, I guess, like a thermometer or temperature gauge mm -hmm. kind of visual, that's what kind of keeps you right there where you're not going to explode, you know, inside the thermometer. And you're right. not also going to go to the other side and freeze yourself out and not be able to be productive and do the greater work. And, and now where you are, where I hear you saying you are, it's, you know, you're still rebounding, you know, financially, because, you know, half a million dollars in losses, you know, is a lot. That's not a right. small amount of money, um, let alone emotionally. Like we didn't even tap into that, <laughs> you know, right? You, we need a four day podcast. For <laughs> e that exactly. One. A whole series on it. Um, but, you know, even beyond that and the ripple effect that, you know, occurs with your family, your friends, you know, your love life, like all the things that it affects when you you're trying to clean up such a big mess that you are going to clean up. And that is, you know, making progress towards a better end. And you still get to be in this space where you can help people whose bank accounts are maybe perhaps more swelled than yours is in the moment. But it doesn't take away from the fact that you're adding value because that's what gifts are. They are right. not for you. They're for the other people. So I love that, you know, you, you teach that from a leadership superpower perspective. It's incredible. I'm going to write that down. 
is for do you are your guests supposed to have a page of notes on your commentary because i have a good a few i'm gonna tell you my takeaways maybe yeah no i love it (laughs) i love it no i you know this is totally open i learn from you probably as much as you learn from me so i you know i'm so honored to be in the midst of this conversation because this is where mastery happens right when aligned minds come together this is what happens, um, especially when we can come vulnerable. It's mm-hmm. to me, it's like the best thing next to an orgasm, personally. <laughs> I mean, that's how the orgasm happens. Anyway. Exactly. Or, it still starts there. Exactly. Um, so I want to know, Tasha, before, you know, because, you know, I will talk to you forever, clearly. Um, oh. You know, when you're not helping people discover their leadership power and being in this space where you get to share your gifts with the world, both your team, as well as the people that your your clients that your team is helping, how do you give yourself permission to pause? Well, first, I thought that my life and my business were intertwined. So I am a wired as a workaholic. And my coach called me out a few years ago and she said, who are you without a merge? And I said, you're fired. (laughs) We are similar. She's like, who who are you? And I said, I don't understand your question. I am a merge. (laughs) So I had to really take a hard look at that. Yeah. Um, First, I think staying charged, never depleting in the first place is really, really critical for me. So my mental work and you're in the coaching space is incredibly difficult. And I know enough about neuroscience studying it in college Mm -hmm. that um, I'm on a mandatory eight to nine hour sleep schedule Mm -hmm. because in order for my brain, I sell my knowledge to function at the rate I sell it for. Um, I have to sleep eight to nine hours mm-hmm. uh, in order to be able to, to serve my clients well. So that, so I typically don't deplete. That's the first thing is it's preventative. Yeah. Um, from a, from a work perspective, um, whenever I have a big project, like if I'm writing a new course or launching something, I will always tack it on. Um, uh, I'll always set a reward that goes with it. That includes a break. Um, so, you know, if I'm going to write a course, that means that, you know, when Karen and I do our retreat, we're going to do it at the beach instead of at my house, Yeah. right? Or I'll, I'll go to this place with my husband or we'll do this as a family. Um, I think that's really important. Our business is for our life, not our life for our business. And so really being strict around that, uh, working hard on the planning, right? Creating a really clear definition of success. And then... Um, guilty pleasure TV. Mm. You mentioned not Netflix, but it's like I don't. It's not the hardcore Netflix. I started mm-hmm. watching The Bachelor. Oh. oh my gosh! And I'm not proud of it. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I, what is so good for me is a like my husband has me on a mandatory TV schedule. Why? Is it's it because only, you don't watch TV? It's because it's the only time I can rest my brain. Okay. Is if I am enthralled in something mm-hmm. else, because even anything else, my mind will shift and wander. Yeah. It's just like my mind spins at a very high rate. I've been blessed with high intelligence, which is great, but mm-hmm. also not mm-hmm. because it never stops. Yep. Um, and so yeah, I'm on a mandatory TV schedule. So I just finished watching Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart. Uh, and now I'm watching Suits. 
<laughs> I, don't, I don't know that one. Okay. Suits is pretty good. And um, that really, that really helps. And I watch, I, I find some cheesy cartoon show to watch with my kids. We just yeah. Miraculous. And now we're watching Lego elves. <laughs> That's cute. I, lo- I love Lego movies, period. But I'm laughing at how you said that so sweetly because we just call it ratchet TV. <laughs> like the, you know, bachelorette and bachelor mm-hmm. and, you know, all that. We're like, oh, you know, watch a little ratchet TV. It definitely will not make you think about work. Um, you know, except for the part that makes you question human behavior and then you have to pull yourself back and just, you know, flow with it instead of analyzing, right? Like, because that, that can turn into something else. It's, but. well, to me, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it just makes me feel like way less stress because at least I'm not on The Bachelor. <laughs> no matter how hard my life is, at least I'm not the White House chief of staff or whatever, right? Like whatever yes. show I'm watching, no matter how stressful work is, at least I'm not a spy. Right. <laughs> That's how I felt with um, How to Get Away with Murder. I don't know if you watched that I didn't show watch yet. that. I felt that way with Scandal. Uh, right. Exactly. And it, it, you know, like, Thank God I'm not a fixer. That exactly. sounds so stressful. It definitely runs into, you know, because I think it's the same uh, director, actually. No, I think, yeah, I think it. so. Yeah, it's like Shonda Rhimes, I think, mm-hmm. um, who's obviously brilliant in the way that her brain clearly doesn't shut off either. <laughs> no, I love this. Um, so, Tasha, how can people connect with you to get more of their own understanding of their leadership power, um, especially if they're in network marketing. Um, And I don't know if it's an open call for those who are not in network marketing to also follow up with you if they're just feeling like they're stuck or they're in a transition um, or if those are your people, you know? Yeah, so we do coach outside of network marketing Mm -hmm. um, because we run an online business ourselves. So the best way to connect is you can go to our website, EmergeSalesTrain.com. You can email me directly at Tasha at EmergeSalesTraining.com. Even if you want a leadership superpower one-time coaching session, we can do that for you guys. Um, our, you can follow on social media on Facebook. Our business page is called Network Marketers Rising Up. And uh, I wrote a book. Yes. And so the philosophy behind the book is our customer comes first, our team comes second, our ego comes third. I'm not talking about arrogant ego. Mm-hmm. I believe for many women specifically, ego actually works in the opposite way of I don't believe in myself enough and I won't mm-hmm. put myself out there because someone will reject me. Right. Uh, and so that's where I write on providing value as opposed to proving your value and imposter syndrome and leadership superpowers. Uh, and you guys can have the book for free. Uh, you can download it at customerfirstbook.com. I love that. Thank you for the gift for the Balanced Bully listeners, by the way, because there's many of them that are either entrepreneurs um, or emerging or high-level high executives that are responsible for a lot of the customer experience um, and making sure that they can, you know, pull in the attracts rather, I was going to say pull in, but attract the right people to their business. And in order to to attract them and retain them, you want to make sure that you're creating that impact in a sustainable way. So I appreciate you offering that gift to them. That's such a blessing. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure. I think they'll really like it. Yeah. And we want to just get it in as many hands as possible. You're phenomenal. That's all I can say about that. Let's be best friends. (laughs) Yes. 
Let's take it back to first grade. Um, <laughs> Tasha, you are so amazing. I am so grateful that you are helping us to kick off season 20. Um, and I, I believe you are the second episode in this series for season 20, um, which is really, really important because I need everyone who is listening and all of those that they will share this with to understand that it's extremely important to make those bold decisions, period. But if I had to add an and in parentheses to it, those bold decisions can lead to those bigger rewards. So make sure that you live in that space of and uh, so you can live fully being your best self and, you know, having mentorship and guidance and coaching along the way is excruciatingly crucial. Um, so I really appreciate you showing up and being vulnerable and honest and authentic and transparent because um, that's where we learn. And those are those are literally where the greatest lessons come from that we don't have to like, you know, experience ourselves. So I really, I really do honor you for your, your vulnerability and you sharing today. Thank you very much. Well, you make it very easy. <laughs> stop it. No, say it again. No, stop it. No, I mean, you're just so amazing. You're, I mean, all my notes here are just so brilliant. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. Oh my goodness. Oh, Balance Boldly listeners, thank you so much for rocking out with Tasha Smith and I today. This was phenomenal for me. I think I learned just as much as she wrote down. I'm so grateful and honored to be able to produce this experience for you guys. And I thank you as much as I thank our expert guests that carve out time to come on the show and share their truth and their story and their rawness. I thank you also for tuning in, you know, preferably distraction free. For those of you who are new to the Balance Boldly for Ambitious Women podcast and a few brave men, make sure that you subscribe, rate and share to help us ensure that the other ambitiously bold and brave have access to these valuable life, love and business balance tools. If for some reason you have just popped up in the earth and you have not picked up Selfish, my new survivor memoir and personal transformation story, you can literally get it everywhere that books are sold. Praise God. Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, all the places. A selfish permission to pause, live, love and laugh your way to joy is available. So make sure you pick it up. Uh, in the interim, you can check us out at Ask Nikita on just about any social platform, IG, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we are there. So go, create your balance and create your joy, but remember, do it boldly. Thank you for listening.